This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes. October 1st. We smash it 10 yards Buck we call pickles. The south wind pushing us back to the zag. Better stand on our backs. Sit down. Sit down and see what happens. You on it? Huh? That's air going out of me. Mm. Absolutely drilled in. And boom, he's that good buck. We'll get my buck, and then we're gonna go get homie's buck. It's been urban peace as hell. Got it? Got it. Pickles is dead. Kevin Gates, both kills on hanging hunts. My first public land buck. Nice work, dude. Look at that. Triple brow on the right. I'm digging that. Fucked out October 28th. An absolutely incredible season. Here we go. All right, guys. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. We're coming in your ear holes, and we're talking about the Huff Buck. I'm sure you guys have seen this deer all over the place on social media, magazines, and uh, I don't know if you guys have got the whole story, but it's uh, it's pretty crazy, man, really. Um, give you a lot of faith as a deer hunter to, to just get out there in the woods <laughs> right. and try to make it happen. So um, another Legend of the Woods series coming at you with the uh, damn near the biggest typical ever shot, so... Here we go. We're going to get people to make this possible getting in the show. You want to start off with Exodus this week, homie? Yeah, guys. Uh, Exodus is still running their uh, buyback. So, um, you know, I love the render because you get to share that data, get to have multiple cameras on the line. 
And, um, you know, we continue to support them because they take pride um, in their products and uh, take pride in customer service and customer retention. Um, so this offer from Exodus is uh, you can trade in any old lift or lift two or trick and lock in $100 off a new render or render bundle. You're going to be able to do that by going to their website, exodusoutdoorgear.com, and use the code TRADEUP in all caps to uh, get $100 off of a new render or render bundle. They're going to send you that shipping label, and you're going to send in your old cam, and then when they receive your camera, they're going to ship you your new camera, and uh, you're going to be able to get that puppy up and going with that five-year no BS warranty. And I will be sure to put a link to their website in the podcast notes, and uh, that'll take you right to their website with the directions of what to do from there if you missed any of that. So nice, pretty cool man. deal going on here at the solid, month of yeah. March. Yeah, you got an old cam, $100 buyback program. That's pretty solid. So, all right, I'm going to hit you with ride-on optics. I'm going to talk to you about the full, the Primal 416 by 44. We got some scopes in the mail if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, first off, I want to talk about the box, dude, the quality, the, um, when you, when you deal with something that's American made and better known, just like Exodus trail cameras, you get the box. You already know that you're like, man, they've put some time into this design. It's super nice. It's like, you can literally store this scope in the box. It's not like some piece of shit cardboard. It's like a legit nice foam in there. Um, but got the right time promise right up there. Just like BS or just like that, uh, no BS warranty from Exodus, that, that warranty, this is a lifetime scope. You buy this, it's lifetime. It's got the, you know, the CEO Brady saying right there on the, on the hood, when you open it up, this is a lifetime warranty product. Um, we, it went through a hundred percent inspection. And if you have any problems with this, you send it back, you're getting a brand new one. There ain't no fixing anything. You're just getting the same brand. And we talked about the throw level on uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of these episodes, just because it's such a unique thing. And it, it, you can take it off and put it on. But that throw level right there is so nice. Instead of trying to turn this, mm-hmm. having that, that thumb, you got a big glove on or something, to throw that throw level like that is so much nicer than to try to turn it. Because a lot of times when you mount these, you don't have a lot of clearance in between your your scope and your, you know, your rifle, your shotgun, and to get your thumb underneath the scope and the shotgun to be able to, you know, to turn the magnification higher or lower, they actually have a lever that comes up that screws in. That's probably like a half inch. Um, and it makes it really nice to, to throw back and forth. Cause there's a lot of times you're, you've been like looking at something on nine way out there. And then you're like last, you know, last year when I'm trying to shoot a bucket 40 yards, you're on nine because you just killed something. I'm right. like, oh, that looks like the shoulder, you know what I mean? So you can roll it back really quick. Um, super high quality, super good glass. I'm really excited to get them out there and, and start shooting. Uh, and we got three to try. So we don't know what we're going to do with the third one yet. Might have, might, might be out in, out in the, in the world flying around. <laughs> you don't know yet, but, uh, Definitely going to keep two of them. Homie's going to select one. I'm going to select one. And then maybe maybe one of the listeners to get a chance at the third one. We're not 100% sure. We might get greedy. We don't know yet. We don't have a gun to put it on. You know what I mean? Like, we got the 270, but it's got, like, a scope on it. And you don't mess with greatness. No, yeah, don't touch that thing. 
you could put a badass scope on it, but that thing is just solid. I just <laughs> shot a coyote in my backyard. The thing's right on the money. Like, yeah. You, thing's got history. The scope is just tweaked just a little bit, so it's a little <laughs> bit, you know, a little bit gangster, a little bit left leaning. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you can't you can't change that. But we're really excited. And the best thing about this, we got three scopes for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Never have to worry about buying another scope. We got this right on promise. We got it right there. You got a lifetime warranty. You don't have to worry about it anymore. If that breaks, 72 business hour, you're going to have a new scope ready to go hunting with. So, all right. You got next level this week or no? No, no next level this week. No next level. And then last breath. Yeah, last breath. Um, as uh, as we continue to push out this podcast on Prime Rib Wednesday, uh, don't forget that they also release their podcast uh, Monday mornings for you to get your work week started off on the right foot. Yep. And that's the last breath hunt cast. And they've been having some pretty solid episodes on there. I, I haven't caught this week's episode yet, but it is Monday. We're recording this. So yeah, I'll get, I'll get it. I was listening to Joe Rogan today. So I was taking up and had a hell of a day, hell of a day. <laughs> any, you start any house project and the weekend and it runs into Monday. That's not a good, not a good mm-hmm. thing. So, all right, guys, let's get into this episode. We hope you enjoy it. All right, welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Kissing your ear holes, a little glisten kissing there from <laughs> Dustin Huff. How you doing tonight, man? <laughs> doing good. How y'all doing? Doing good. Appreciate you coming on and talking about this absolute legendary buck that you killed. Um, I asked you, I said, are you tired of talking about this buck yet? Because, I mean, I've seen it everywhere, magazines, I've read it, but um, I still wanted to get you on and listen to the story, you know, firsthand of uh, how it all went down. Yep. Yep, man. It's been nuts. It's been crazy. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we can run into each other in Iowa. That's uh we're recording this early. So hopefully we ran into each other and had a beer and uh and will the buck be there? I'm assuming yep. oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get to yeah, I'll get to see it. Perfect. Get to learn yep. about it and then I'll get to see it in just a couple couple few days here. So yeah, um, uh, it'll be a good time. Yeah, it'll be a great time. Is that your last show for the year or you got you know more? Uh, I got Columbus, Ohio book for open season, and then uh, the Illinois Deer Classic. I think we're oh, going to get yeah, okay. awesome. Nice. Yep. Make all the rounds, huh? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Try to book some more and just take him all over the place, man. Hell yeah. All right, man. Well, go ahead and uh, give the listeners a brief introduction of who you are, and then we'll get right into the story. Uh, my name's Dustin Huff. I'm from... Uh, southeast indiana uh, called greensburg indiana little small town uh decatur county is where i killed this deer at um it's a farm i've been hunting since i was a little kid and i mean it's ch- it's changed my life man it's it's been crazy <laughs> i would say nice, six months man. ago you were probably planning on just you know maybe being out in the timber right now walking looking for some sheds doing a little bit of scouting but here you are going to every damn show under the sun carrying this buck around <laughs> <laughs> I never would have thought going deer hunting that evening would have turned in to this, man. It's been crazy. It could happen to anyone, man. You just got to get out there in the woods and try to make it happen. If the deer, if the deer's around the area, you got a shot. So yep, go ahead right and get into the story, man. Let's, let's hear it. I'm excited, man. All right. So while I was on day, I'd say number seven or eight, eight to 10 hour days, I always take off the last week of October and then the first week of November. I uh, shot a doe on Halloween. My nephew, first, he killed his first buck on Halloween also. And then four days later, 
then I killed the big boy. So I got up in the stand about three o'clock that afternoon, uh, took my climber out into a place that I ain't been in probably six, seven years. I was hunting my four set stands that I got on the 185 acre property. Um, like I said, I've been hunting this place since I was 12 years old, killed my first squirrel there, my first rabbit, my first buck, and now this guy. But so, yeah, man, I've had a lot of good memories there. Um, so anyways, I get up in a stand. Well, I get out of my Jeep first, throw my climber on my back and I just pick, I just picked the corner of the woods that I was going to go, man. And I just went down across the Creek bottom, went up this little draw and, uh, picked a tree, knocked off two limbs, went up. And uh, the whole time I was sitting there, I was thinking, man, I got to be 100 yards closer. I got to be 100 yards closer to this cornfield. And I just kept saying that 4 o'clock hits, 5 o'clock hits, 6 o'clock hits. About 6.30, the sun just dropped, man. I, I remember watching it hit the horizon, and I was ticked off, dude. I was just like, another evening of not seeing nothing, because I didn't see anything that evening. And right as I was about to call the quits, I looked down to my left. And there he was, 70 yards in the creek bottom, <laughs> working his way up to me. It was unreal, man. So anyway, so he he gets about 40 yards, and that's whenever I decide I gotta I gotta stop this deer because I mean I only got another five yards before he's in this thick brush and I'm, he's heading west. And so I whistled at him the first time, stopped him, couldn't shoot him because I had two saplings right behind his shoulder, right right where I was gonna shoot him at. So I I about gut shot him. I was, I was this close to just, cause I mean, dude, there was so much adrenaline going on and I mean, it was just, so I don't know how many seconds went in between the first whistle. And then I told myself, like, I got one more yard. If I let him have one more step, I can sneak an arrow through. So I let him take one more step, whistled again, and he took one more step. So I had to lean left to shoot him out of my stand smoked him ran 60 yards got to watch him fall went down i mean it was put my hands up i was just like oh my <laughs> i mean it was unreal nice man that's insane just be like well i'm gonna go over here tonight it ain't been here in a while i climbed this tree right here and then killed <laughs> an absolute legend of a deer yeah man i mean it was just i mean you can't draw it up any more perfect yeah. i mean did you uh did you know that deer was in the area at all or Nope. So I, I had no idea of him, but like after I killed him the day after, like all my neighbors were coming by, like, I've been hunting this deer, showing me trail cam pigs. And like, I had him in my sights last year. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. I mean, it's just, it's been crazy about how many people have been after this deer. And I, I had no idea. I mean, I don't run trail cams. I just, I've know this, I know this farm, you know, like the back of my hand and I just kind of, I base it off feel and you know how the wind is really. So, yeah, you just got to get lucky sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Heck, yeah. So, pop pop out of your Jeep, pick a tree, climb up, wham, bam. Thank you, man. Yeah, <laughs> so dude. What, what was the official the official score of it after everything uh, was done? 211 and 4 eighths was the net. 211 and 4 eighths. Man, yeah. net. What, what was the gross? Uh, 216 and 2 eighths. Man, that's they ain't much. Pretty typical, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, man. And like the whole time he was coming in, like in my head, I've never seen a you know deer of that caliber in my life. My biggest was a one thirty four on that property um, the year before in twenty twenty. So I mean, when I saw him, I'm like, 
170, 180 inch deer. You know, I hadn't, I wasn't even yeah. thinking 200 at all. <laughs> when I, when I shot the 193, I told homie, I said, I killed like a 170, dude. <laughs> yep. You just he don't said, know, man. One? I said, no, nah, I think it's like a 170. Like when you think a 200, you're thinking like this behemoth is going to come out and you're just going to automatically know be like, Oh yeah, that's 200 right there. Yeah. <laughs> like you got no idea what, what you got, what you got coming in. So, so the neighbors, the neighbor, do all the neighbors around you have a bunch of history? Was it just kind of close to where you were hunting at? It was the one. So this one guy named Chad Taylor, he, he hunts just right on the other property line from me. Um, and he said he's been after this deer for three years, started showing me pictures from 2019, 2020 on, had him on Lucky Buck mineral sites. I mean, he was feeding this deer like crazy, but I had no idea, you know, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, he was showing me, he had how many cameras up of him on different, different times of the year, velvet, uh, rut. And then he was traveling back eight miles to another place and they were getting pictures of him too. Wow. And it's just, it's just crazy how everybody's coming in like this deer, like they were after this deer. This person was after this deer. These people are after this deer. This yeah, is that's like, what happens had... after you kill an absolute giant. We had that happen this year where like, you find one, you're like, and hey, nobody knows about this deer. He's yeah. hidden. And then comes to find out that like 13 people know about that deer. You know? <laughs> yeah. And they're thinking they're going to kill him. And, and everybody knows about him. And everybody's trying to kill him. And it's just the one guy that's in the right spot, you know? Yep. A lot of those deer sound like he was a traveler. So those kind of yeah. deer, you just got to be in the right spot at the right time and kind of make it happen. But I was going to say, yeah, you're uh, going to, you're going to cut, you're going to go in front of some trail cameras and on a six mile an eight mile trip, there's going to be some pictures yeah. of you out there floating around, you know? Yeah. Yep. That buck we were hunting last year that did like the four mile trip. How many trail cams do you think he went past? Oh. And there's a guy out there like, man, next year, there's going to be a giant coming through <laughs> here in the rut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dead as hell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you never know, but. Yep, that's how these guys were eight miles away. So, like, they were only getting him on trail cam December, uh, late December, January, and February, and then he they wouldn't have him no more because he was coming back uh, spring, summer, and rut, and then heading back to them. So they they were hunting him for three years, and he wasn't even on the property. Yeah. Oh man, tragic. And then you find out that he was killed, you know, that far away. It's just yeah. like those guys that killed the buck we're talking about. Yeah. They're probably going to be right back in that spot where they killed that giant. Like, there was a giant here last year. There's going to be a giant here. And that <laughs> yep. lived, he lived three and a half miles away. Like, he was just down there on a little rutcation. Yeah, you know, down there. Buffing the dough. And, and yep. they're going to be like, this is the spot, bro. We're in. We're in. This is it. Yep. This is where he's dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he actually lives three and a half miles away. But man so you've been scored through buckmasters and then how how many how close were you to i know you were really close weren't you to the actual record how close were you to milo's yeah uh we were about an inch and a half off man oh man um, yeah i think it was like an inch and three eighths was that's the uh that's the adjacent county to where we live the milo buck okay so, really yeah we get to see him he's in our bass pro full body mounted and we get to see him with the bow that he killed him with and everything. They got a nice, you know, side corner over there, kind of dedicated to that buck. Yeah. And uh, the frame on that thing's insane. So I can't wait to see your buck. Yeah. Dude. It's just, 
ridiculous when they get that big and you know they get that big and then they get all that junk going everywhere and we talk about that all the time like you can get a 130 frame with Mm -hmm. 13 kickers and have a 170 and it's it's impressive but it's not frame impressive you know like yeah a framed out 170 is way more impressive than a kicker 170 and and as clean as that your buck was it's just frame and time length you know what what was the main beams on him uh like 28 28, 28. inches beam and uh his uh main beam mass was six and six eighths <laughs> yeah that's huge i think yeah. freeze's biggest was like five and three eighths like in the really? web part are you serious you, th- you think that was it I, th- I can't remember. I think I got it was a little bigger than there. Yeah. Was it? It's just so hard to remember. That was so long ago. Uh, yeah, man. I know. But Michelle was just so talking it, to me about that. She's like, man, that was that was four years ago. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Time goes a lot quick, man. Yep. Yeah. But the, uh, did, uh, did you get any more info out of the neighbors of any other giant bucks that are out there? He had to be out there breeding some dough somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing some other guys that, they're saying 190 inch typicals running around in the area and I'm I've never seen them so I don't know where these guys are getting them but so yeah man so we'll see where his uh sons are the next couple years nice you got a special that tree's gotta be like special sacred spot on it out there you'd be like this is the tree right here you yep. hunt here for the next three years you gotta don't be like me. You got to pin it on your phone, and then you got to pin it somewhere else so you don't delete all the pins off your phone. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some spray paint out there. Just yeah, paint. yeah, red X. I got this is the spot right here. This is red it. X. Yep. So, so you had said uh, you were talking about uh, you know neighbors coming out with pictures and stuff, and um, obviously it's a humongous deer. Um, one thing that always uh, kind of makes me chuckle is like when you get a giant buck in the summertime and he's out there in velvet and you're like, Oh man, dude, that thing's a giant. And then he sheds velvet and he's like, he reveals himself as like a bullshit one thirty, you know, <laughs> but I just can't imagine this deer in velvet out there. Like this thing, it had to look unreal, like literally unreal. And yeah, man, that would just be like, you get that on cam, you're, you're going to be like, okay, we got to we gotta get serious here. We got some substantialness out here. Yeah and, yeah. and, I mean, kind of at the same token of that, too, but, like, props to the way you're doing it, man. Just going out there and, you know, just feeling it and setting up in a spot. And, like, <laughs> we, we talk about this all the time. Like, what if we didn't run in cams and we just went out there yeah. like we used to? And, you know, if you did shoot, like, a, a mid-140s, like, you'd be pumped as hell. And, yeah, you know, here yeah. you are shooting, shooting the number two typical in the world and yours out there going off your gut, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I always have ever since I was, I first started, man, I, I ran a couple trail camps in high school and then I just, I just quit, man. I, I don't know why I just, I was never killing any big deer anyway. So I just decided to go back to how I did it whenever I was 12, 13, 14 years old, you know? I, I like that you killed it like that because just like the Milo buck, that was just like, I'm going out here, kind of know the bucks in the area. I'm going to make a little homemade blind with my recurve and set up in the grass and kill the number one typical of the eight bit beat. You know, I think deer hunting's the giant, the big, big giants, they should be like that. Because yeah. that, 
that gives like if it was some guy who ran 40 cans and had a managed huge piece of ground that killed the deer it's not relatable but you are you're relatable to any guy out there that's hunting he could be like i can literally kill the biggest deer in the world tonight going out hunting like i can literally do that every time you go hunting and then and if the tip the records were held by someone that not anything against people that you know pay for the feed and the food plots and all that shit but i think it it means more to everybody for you to hold the record than someone that does that you know to hold the record in my book you know because i can't relate to those guys and then people are going to think that's what you got to do to to get it done on that type of deer and and have the chance to do that and then you come along you're like no no man i'll show you how to do it dude (laughs) you just gotta just be vibing in your jeep just you're yeah. playing like some free bird or something in that thing, banging yep. hard, rolling up, and the you know, like the eagle in the sky and the it's something connected and boom. Just hey, <laughs> just put it up and just feel the wind. Yeah, man. just feel it and you're like, yep, just we're going right there. that way. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. That's the right, tree. Right over, there, right over there. That's the tree right there. The whole time. Man, if you would have got down and moved that hundred yards, and you would have looked dude. back and seen that deer, you'd have, oh my god, dude! I know it like the whole time too, because I mean, I never seen a deer until like, and he just appeared. It wasn't like I heard him come in or seen him come in. Like I just looked left, and his rat just was coming up out of the creek bottom, and I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, I blacked out. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, holy, yeah, dude. All it right, was man. I was in the game. I thought I was, and there's nothing worse than like the last 20 minutes and you're oh, still yeah. not seeing anything. You're like, what? I, I'm, I'm yeah. the worst hunter alive. You know? Yeah. I was, I was about to get down, dude. Like after that sun dropped, like I, I wasn't even going to wait the another 25 minutes. I was just about to get down. Then I looked left and oh my gosh. That's yeah. what I said. He was, yeah. he was, that's what, that's what it should be. He was just by himself. Yep. Yeah, just cruising. I mean, he, I mean, he was just coming through sapling trees, moving them out of his way, just, just walking. <laughs> Classic. Like I said, that just goes to show you. You can. We put out a podcast. Was it last year or something? And it was like the most underrated deer hunting tactic that no one talks about. And I'm sure a lot of people were like expected to get some grand scheme. And it was literally go hunting. Like any chance yes. you have, go hunting. Like. If there's any tactic that will make you a better hunter, that's it. Like yeah. that's how these deer are killed. You can have the best ground, the best gear, the most intel, and if you don't hunt, you ain't killing the damn deer. Like that's just all there is to it. You yeah. can do everything right, seven hunts, but you needed to hunt eight times. Like you, you don't know. It's yep. that's the beauty of the whole thing. There's the there's the element of chance, literally. And, and like me and homie, like where we hunt, you could literally, how many times I live, I go out there. I'm like, we literally could see a 200 inch deer tonight. Like it's the deer are there. We know the deer are around the area. So yeah. it could happen at any time. Just boom. Yeah. Yeah. It, so with all the articles and everything out there, um, I was working out and, uh, my buddy comes up to me and he's like, Hey man, uh, we're, we got to talking about your deer and he's like, here's an interesting fact for you. Um, he said, guess how much that deer's antlers weighed. So I was thinking about how heavy Cody's skull plate was of his 193. 
I was like, man, it's it's gotta be like seven or eight pounds, and and somehow he knows that it was nine pounds. So I was yep. I was doing some cardio on the treadmill, and I was like, I'm gonna go over there and pick up a ten pound dumbbell, and I'm just gonna imagine holding that set of antlers, and like, holy shit, man, like, yeah, dude, that's a load. Nine, <laughs> nine pounds two ounces is what it weighed. Golly, <laughs> heavy heavy rack, and that's just that's just skull plate and antlers. Skull plate and antlers. Yep. Mm. So um, when you seen him go down, uh, kind of what happened uh, after after you seen him go down and, and you threw your arms up and you're all pumped up? Uh, well, the first person I called was my girlfriend because uh, I mean she's I'm the one always in the woods ten hours a day. <laughs> right. You know, she's, she's she's ready for me to come home. She's ready to get you know where, wherever we're going that night or the next day or anything but i'm deer hunting you know i'm i always take the last weekend off of october first weekend of november i'm deer hunting that's what i tell her you know and so i was on day seven or eight so i called her and i'm just fired up like baby i just killed a 170 180 inch deer she has no idea what i'm talking about she's like she's excited because i'm excited so i get off the phone with her still in the stand i call my dad so my dad uh had the biggest buck on that property killed 12 years ago he killed a 153 and uh so i called him and i said pops i think i got you beat by like 30 inches because i was thinking you know 100, 180 inch deer and he's like there ain't no way there ain't no way you killed that and i said you need to get out here now so he come out um i called the property owner i called the property owner's sons to get them out there it took us six guys to get him <laughs> drug out of there man what, what did, it, did, what any it, of them, did any of them know that that deer was there or no? Nope. Nobody. Wow, man. We were all just like, oh my God. I mean, like, we were all just like, out there. we were just trying to, you know, determine how big he was and the property on him. And he's a deer hunter, but like, we, we're not, you know, we don't rack hunt. We just, we go deer hunting. And mm -hmm. he's like, that's yeah. gotta be, a, that's gotta be a high one sixties. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. I saw, I said, I think he's a little bigger than that. I said, I bet he's about 180. <laughs> yeah. Man, God, I would have, I would have walked up to the thing and vomited. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, yeah. We just... have been like, Whoa, you were like, <laughs> I shot a 170. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's check it out. Walk out and yeah. be like, Okay, <laughs> hold up here, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I need to. I need the. I said that that tape measure must be what I've been measuring with my whole life. That's a one seventy. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's my thing. It's like I have never even seen on this property anything. You know, hundred and fifty inches. You know, I've never even seen a deer like that on this property. And for this thing to come through, I was just you know in shock like oh 170 inch deer on this property holy shit you know yeah <laughs> hell yeah and that's what i was thinking the whole time <laughs> yeah that, that gives hope for literally everybody that's out there listening to this podcast like you don't have anything on camera you ain't seen anything that big no one's ever killed anything that big on the property nobody knows a deer alive that yep. gives you motivation to wake up after those you know long days in the tree stand and get out there because you literally never know what the hell could walk in and you could you know have the opportunity to kill like it's yeah. crazy man it, it's just yeah. like we always say every time almost every time that we're out there getting our ass kicked like we're you might be trying some new tactic or something and in this scenario you know you're in a new spot you went to a new spot that you haven't been in just took the climber packed it in there and 
the sun went down and you're like, man, I'm, I'm the, I'm the dumbest deer hunter there is out there right now. And then yeah. all it takes is 10 seconds and one deer and you're the smartest man out there that's ever stepped foot in the timber. Yeah. You're like, I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Exactly, dude. Because the whole, the whole time I was sitting in that climb, I'm like, man, why wasn't I sitting in my set stands? Why was I not sitting there? Why, you know, yeah. and then how many seconds later I look left and I'm just like, holy shit, you know? And, and yeah. then another thing we do, and Cody's really bad at it, is like, the sun just went down. It's the last 30 minutes. Like it's prime time. It's the primest it's going to be. And your, 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 uh, your confidence of getting it done is like at negative 12 and it should be, it should be at a hundred, but at two 30, when you got in the stadium, like, Oh, I'm going to kill in eight minutes. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. You're looking around all And the, it's like when the odds are going up, your confidence is going down. (laughs) Yeah. And then they yep. meet, they meet at like 425, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like 30 minutes before dark, you're like, okay. And then after that, it's just like, nope, nope, nope. But actually you're, it's getting better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there's, there's somewhere in there where it meets and then your confidence just goes, and then this just steadily is climbing. But yeah, it, as uh, the hours go on, you're just like, what am I done? You know, <laughs> that just goes to you when you, when you feel like you're in spot, trust your gut and stop second guessing so much and and that's and that's the thing about cameras man it's like you can think you got them pinpointed and this and that but i think it can hurt sometimes because yeah. you're, you're thinking you're hunting this spot when you should be hunting this spot but you've been mm-hmm. seeing here but heck it's probably over there you know you just it, yeah. it can hurt it can help you it's just like with how i hunt it can hurt it can help you it's just how however you do it you know I mean, eight miles away, you're not even in the game. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. not even in the yeah. game. Eight yeah. miles. Yeah. yeah. You're not even getting a, a woof. You're not even getting a woof of being <laughs> no. close, bro. Yeah, I know. And those those guys were, I mean, after this deer for three years, 19, 20, 21. Oh. And I mean, they were hunting hard. I mean, there was like four guys on that property eight miles away. They said that was They're probably hunting. scouting all the neighbor stuff. Oh, you know, yeah. And then a mile, like, where's this deer at? Can't yeah. find him. Did uh, did they have any sheds off him or anything from over there? Or, they didn't know? find it, but a guy that came to the show in Indiana this over the weekend, he brought the sheds. He found them eight eight and a half miles away. Wow. He <sighs> said, "What was yep. it? The year before? Or? Yep, year before, yeah. and uh, he had Buckmaster's score at the show, one ninety six and like three eights, and." <sighs> As a 2020, yeah, he was an 11 pointer last year. Man, so he didn't throw. He threw on quite a bit, but not a ton. Was it mostly mass that he threw on, or what did he throw? Mostly mass, mass, and then he threw on that extra G5. Man, that G5 really came in clutch. Huh? <laughs> I know, made, made him a perfect typical yeah. man. Really came in clutch for you. That would have hurt bad. That extra five inches on oh. one side, that'd have been devastating. Mm. <laughs> yep. Oh man, crazy when you get when you get into that kind of game and you're like every eighth inch matters yeah. right now <laughs> and that's yeah like this deer every time lined up within eighths of each other on this deer and then we had that one abnormal kicker that it could it would have been real close if we wouldn't have had that kicker we would have been right on milo's yeah i think i've seen someone say like if you would have busted the kicker off it would have just been just get a chisel on it dude. yeah it would have been right on the money <laughs> yeah file it you're out in the woods 
you're thinking like hell this is the 172 now yeah I'm leave that kicker, oh, yeah. Bro. <laughs> yeah i had no idea even like when i got back to the house i called some buddies up sent some pictures and like you know i'm excited because i'm you know this is the biggest deer i've ever seen killed anything and i get some my buddies like some big deer hunters like they always are chasing after a certain deer each year, you know? Yeah. And so they, they come over and they're like, dude, like, huff, like, you got to get pictures with this deer, like professional photos. Dude, I started laughing at him. I was like, dude, I'm not getting pictures with this deer. I'm like, I was like, I got a bunch of pictures in the woods with him. And they're like, dude, you don't understand. Like, this is a big deal. I'm like, this, I know it's a big deer, like whatever, you know, and they're like, no, this is a big deal, dude. I'm like, yeah. so I had no idea. And then I called my photographer. I was like, Hey, I, think you need to come get pictures with me in this deer and i'm glad they told me that yeah hell yeah it's yep. always nice to have good pictures but you're you know in your case where you know a lot of people want to showcase the deer and see the deer and yeah it's like yeah we need we, that guy probably saved you quite a bit of a hassle of not having the even a lot of taxidermy pics exactly <laughs> you know? dude. I was glad those guys, my buddies, come over and yeah, man, yeah. You would have called me and I would. You've been like, hey, come over and check this out. I killed like a one seventy. I would have came to the back of the tailgate and been like, okay, bro. <laughs> that was. Anybody know this deer is here? Because you probably need to chain link this thing. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, dude, that was my buddy. My buddy Blake was like, dude, you need to get this in a safe. I'm like, no yeah. shit. He's like, yeah, dude. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. going to buy the biggest safe they got. Let's go. <laughs> I'm gonna put a couple of padlocks in my deep freeze and put the whole thing in there. Yeah. Yeah, we were just down there drinking beers. I'm like, no shit, dude. He was like, oh yeah. I'm like, all right. Okay. <laughs> just, I was just like, I was like, hell yeah, dude. I don't even know what's going on. When I killed mine, I hid it in my basement for like two weeks before I took it to the taxidermist. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't want anybody to know where this thing's at. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it's crazy you know if you haven't scored a lot of deer and stuff you just look at a big framey deer you're like man this thing is big as hell but i don't really know and before i scored even before i had the big one and i scored i added about 10 inches to everything i shot you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's hard to i just couldn't imagine i remember when i walked when we walked up to mine i'm like how big is this thing you know what i mean yeah. and like you got his his is 20 inches bigger than that mm -hmm. you know you'd be like what is going on well, think about Ricky yeah. Bobby in it. Yeah, the thing about to do with my hands. The thing about Dustin's buck is like he's got the frame and the height, you know. So yeah, like I mean, yeah. you know, it's big with freeze. You got the twenty inches extra inside that you can't really justify as yeah, you know. Like I don't know. So it's hard to they, say, they but like know. walking up on Huff's buck, it, like you, I mean, it's a heart attack waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, dude, we were just we were just all high five and just I mean it was. <laughs> I would have been on another level that night. Oh, <laughs> any bush that homie could have passed out in, it you would have you would have looked been. about two days for him, and they'd have been about the thirty eighth bush you looked yeah. at. Yeah, <laughs> if he would have shot that deer, you wouldn't have seen him for three days. <laughs> yeah, he'd be calling his wife, be like, "Have you seen him? No, I thought it was with you. Like, I don't know where he's at. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he'd be in a in some abandoned house is holding it <laughs> cuddled up in a blanket right yeah right it's me and you baby me and you oh man someday he could be, he'll have half half a can of uh grizz in his mouth <laughs> drooling drooling out oh, the yeah. side. Hey, it's classic it's classic, it's classic. Yep. the night that i uh 
the night that I killed my buck. I don't know if we ever shared this story on the podcast or not. I, I don't but, think we have. But so we go out, you know, pretty hardcore, you know, celebrating. And then uh, I think we close, we get close to closing the bar and he goes home and then his, he calls me the next day. Oh no, he sends me these Snapchats at like 3 a.m. <laughs> he's running from some biker dudes and he's hiding in the bushes in a wife beater and there's snow on the ground. It's in November and he's got a big dip of chew in and he's drooling. His eyes oh. are bloodshot. He's like, they got a knife, man. They're trying to find <laughs> It's bad. It's it's getting bad. Yeah. It's getting bad. <laughs> so I had a That's t- had a two week old at home. I had a, and I had to call the wife to get a ride. I just I couldn't oh, make man. it. The biker gang was on me. <laughs> the biker oh, gang was on me. So I had to call the wife and she had to come pick me up out of the bushes and <laughs> it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, you were in the doghouse after yeah. that. Word. Yeah. What's so good about the whole entire thing? And she had the brain power to save all the Snapchats. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> relive the moment. So sometimes they'll randomly send them, and I'll get to go back to those snaps. And I screenshotted some of the pics just to look at every now and then and post some memes <laughs> in our Snapchat groups. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Sna- Snapchat memories are Oh, man. Yeah. Unreal. Nothing, yeah. nothing is as good as um, your Iowa GIF. <laughs> The gift that you yeah. always <laughs> <laughs> too good. The uh, we nicknamed the Iowa Deer Classic the Iowa Beer Classic after after Homie was there last year. Dude blacked out and it was late. We we just we went we they had an Airbnb and it was like five twenty a.m. when I laid down. We had to be at the show at eight thirty. I'm like. <laughs> This is not gonna go well. Yeah, that's that's not a good day. <laughs> no, I'm like, oh my! I didn't even know how late it was in the night. Like, 32 people in that house, all talking at the same time. No one's looking at a clock. No, you know? nobody. Oh yeah, no clocks on the wall. Yeah. Oh, that was, was a good time. That's coming up here soon. So mm-hmm. yeah, like hopefully we get able to meet you there and oh and yeah, get to see the deer and and uh chit chat there it's it's a good time I mean, you've been to enough shows now you're probably like oh yeah man <laughs> just knock out another one dude well I've, I've only done the ata and the indiana one but they said this Iowa one's gonna be pretty awesome like you know tons of big deer out there so i'm, I'm yeah. looking sure man it's first time i've ever been to iowa so that'll be cool yeah the deer wall in iowa is insane the sheds are insane and like we've been to ATA three times and mm-hmm. the amount of people that would be at this Iowa show compared to that is ridiculous. ATA is kind of slow. You know what I mean? It's, oh yeah. It'll be like spots. You can't move in that rows. Yeah. Just packed yeah, especially up. since, you know, COVID's released all the restrictions and everybody can get back out there. Mm-hmm. There'd be, it'd be ripping. People are wanting to do stuff. You know what I mean? And, the only thing that every year we go, it's like really nice weather. And we're like, man, we should be shed hunting. And this year it's going to be like 60 something. I'm like, oh, perfect. Of course. Of course. It's like primetime shed hunting time. And we're sitting in Iowa for two days. But yeah, it's uh, what booth will you be at? I'm not even sure yet. Oh, you're not sure. I know. I know I got one attempt, some 10 by 10. I don't even know what my booth number is, but. Once I know, I'll post it. And okay, right on. Yeah, we'll come by and chat with you, introduce ourselves, and uh, 
we'll be we'll be around there scooting somewhere for I'm sure for a couple of days. But yeah. Uh, well, man, is there uh what is what's up? What's your socials and stuff where people can find you and uh and follow your page? Uh on Instagram, the Huff Buck, uh Facebook, just Dustin Huff, and then uh oldhuff.com. Uh you can find my music, uh just where I'm gonna be at and stuff like that. Right. So yep. Yeah, I, I listened to some of your music today. After I seen your email, I was like, Oh shit, I'll check it out. It's pretty fast, yeah. dude. I like it. Thank you. Which right song do you like? Uh, I I couldn't tell you. the The only one I remember is drinking whiskey tonight, just because that I was, was just, your most. I was played. about to say that. I was about yeah, to say, "Yep, that's tonight your most I'm drinking favorite. That wasn't my favorite, but that's the only name I can remember. Yeah, but that wasn't my favorite one. But it's good. I like that kind of music. I listen to a lot of that kind. Thank you. Kind of music. Yeah, it. good stuff. But I know that's your most popular. I'm assuming that's by the most plays on Spotify. Because I was like, oh, yep. this is probably this is probably the banger, you know? Yep. That's that's the party <laughs> too. That gets everybody yeah. ready to go to the bars. That's the pregame too. Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> good good stuff, man. But yeah, it looks like you had pretty good success. Do you tour with that your music as well? I I did in my early 20s. I did that for about five years and uh, traveled all over the country and opened up for guys and had my own shows and stuff like that. But now I just write full time and going to be doing this deer stuff. And kick ass, dude. Yeah, I was like, I was like, well, dude's got hella plays on Spotify. I mean, shit probably be pretty good. And I listened to it. I'm like, man, this is pretty well done. Like you get it on Spotify and a lot of that shit's you're like, yeah, this you guy know, did yeah, this yeah. in his basement. You know what I mean? <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah, <can't>. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not knocking them. Not knocking them. There's some good shit that come out of a basement, man. I tell you that. But, yep. but, uh, but I was like, this is this is pretty solid, man. But, well, if you can write and do the deer shit, that's probably a way better gig than traveling all over. You're still traveling to the shows, I guess. But at least yeah. it's not as as frequent. But at least you're kind of used to that lifestyle a little better. Yeah, so, I, I'm used to spending eight, nine hours in the car ride or something, you know, but yeah. uh, I think this is going to be cool doing these shows because, like, you know, I can pick which ones I want to do, you know, and, you know, if I don't want to go too far, I ain't got to go, but yeah, uh, most of them, the, the farthest one I got is the Iowa one, which is like eight hours away, so everything yeah. else within three hours or so. Yeah, so, ATA was probably real close, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like an hour and a half, and then yeah. uh, Columbus, Ohio is only going to be like two and a half hours there. So the Columbus show is pretty big too, I think. What yeah, I've the open season. Uh, yeah. They tried to get me up at the Wisconsin Dells one too, but I couldn't make that one. I'm going to be in South Carolina uh, doing a little golfing. Yeah, is that is that the one that they wanted us to come to, homie? The Wisconsin Dells one, or yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we we got kids, man. We can't dedicate. So, you know, three, four days at a show it just isn't in the okay. cards for us, but would be yeah. awesome to be able to do it sometime. We did one. What year did we do that? Uh, 19. 19. Yeah, we did one in 2019. Had a lot of fun. Met, met some good people, but we were pretty, we were like, man, this is, this isn't for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Day like three to- goes on. You're like, damn, this is getting dragged, dragged yeah. on. Yeah. Day three, you're like, man, I'm, now I got to load up and drive home. Like yeah, I got to load all this shit up and get out of here. Ready to sleep in your own bed. Yeah. 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 All right, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on, telling the story. It just goes to show, you know, you can kill a legendary deer anytime, any place. Just gotta, just gotta hunt, man. Make it happen. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I appreciate y'all having me, man. I, I love talking about this story because I mean, I'm just still just, you know, shocked <laughs> as anybody else. You know, I just, you just don't think about it. Like you don't think about going to the woods and go, man, I'm going to, I'm going to kill the biggest deer in the United States. You know, you just, uh, yeah, it's unreal. It's just unreal. Unreal. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Legend of the Woods. The number two typical buck by an inch and an eighth or an inch. Um, really hard to beat. And it just goes to show you, just like we say, the only way you can kill these giant deer or a deer is to get out there in the woods and hunt. And uh, we released that podcast. You know, the number one unrated hunting tactic or tip that you can give someone is try to add a few more days to your year hunting and that can make a difference this is just a pure fact of guy going out wanting to hunt open to shoot anything and kills the number two you know buck in the world so um unbelievable story unbelievable deer and uh if you guys hopefully got to see him at the iowa deer classic and uh hopefully we ran into you there also so um we love you Appreciate you guys listening. Always try to do the right thing. Try to leave a legacy and Whitetail Legacy is out. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. fun to go like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.